All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Thursday, March 2nd of 2023 here. And uh, looks like it might be a quieter NBA night. Looks like we only have four games on tonight's slate. Looks like we have a 10-game hockey slate still. I know golf teed off this morning. I know that uh, there is tennis going on. There is a league going on. And then, you know, looking ahead to the weekend, looks like there is a 14-fight MMA card. I know we have NASCAR on Sunday, XFL on Saturday. So just a ton of DFS coming at you guys. Uh, if you guys are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. This is a show where we go over how to use SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions. I mean, we had just had, like, so many sports going on, NBA, NHL, golf, MMA, NASCAR, tennis, League of Legends, XFL, you know, the, the list continues. I think Formula One is back this weekend. So uh, this is the place to ask questions, get your questions answered about a range of sports. If I can't uh, get you guys a thoughtful answer, I will go and find one and and uh, dip into my resources on the SaberSim team. But you can ask questions live in the YouTube chat or in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord, there's a link in the description below to join up. And then if you're not signed up with SaberSim and you want to try out all of these awesome sports that we are talking about, there's a link to a no-strings-attached seven-day free trial. So join up, check us out, uh, tune into this show, get your questions answered. We do this show 2 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. But that being said, going to get SaberSim pulled up here. Uh, looks like there are a few questions to get us kicked off here. It looks like our man Snowman is here. What is up, Snowman? So we're going to jump right in. If you guys have questions, now is a great time to get them in as always. So, all right, first question here uh, from Snowman. Tuning in to see his question answered. Question is, when you put a dummy lineup in and then you make your build and you install it, how do you get rid of the dummy lineup to put one of the good lineups in? Okay, good question here. So normally what a lot of times people do is you know, they'll be on like uh, the PC, they will uh, build a lineup and then they will use that lineup to reserve all of their entries like on DraftKings. So all you have to do once you do that is you just upload your entries file to SaberSim. So I'm just going to use the download template file from DraftKings hyperlink here. And then I'm just going to drag this over. I just entered a couple free contests so we could demo this here. So when you pull in this file, it will have players in it already. So this exposure table on the right will already be populated. You'll see, you know, 100% exposure to the eight players you have in your lineup. And then your entry exposure will be as basically as many entries as you have, right? So this, uh, for me, if I were if I had filled out a dummy lineup, this would be an entry exposure to 100% to all these players here, but two total entries, right? Because I just have the two single entries that I did for the demo. Uh, all you have to do is just rebuild a new rebuild a lineup. So I'm just gonna, you know, run a lineup here, and then it's it's similar to late swap, right? You, your your late swap file, you know, already has a set of lineups. All you're doing is just overriding that file. So that is what I'm gonna do here, and then I'm just gonna go through a normal build process. I'm gonna go to fill entries, and then whatever previously whatever previous lineups were in this file, I'm just gonna overwrite them and then download it, and then now the CSV updates, and then I can re-upload that to the site and then get my new lineup. So basically like the same exact thing that's happening with late swap. I wouldn't overthink it. Just go through the normal CSV upload and filling process. And then uh, 
we will automatically overwrite your dummy lineup. But that is how to do a snowman. Let me know if you have any questions. See our man Brian's here. Brian said, good afternoon. Hope all is well. Hope uh, the same to you as well, Brian. Happy Thursday. I like to, uh, we call it Friday Junior over here in my house. Not not sure if that's a uh, common thing. But but yes, Friday, Friday Junior. Looking ahead to Friday in the weekend as always. All right. Question here from Nickquisition. Question is, is a new metric for sorting lineups using the average adjusted ownership of the 95th percentile already live on the beta app? Everything in the post build step looks the same. I'm on the old advanced plan, if that matters. Uh, uh, yeah, so so we are testing, you know, what we're calling Saber Score 2.0. There was a behind the Sims video released about it yesterday. If any of you are, you know, interested in, in listening to that, you can go over to our YouTube channel. And I'll show you guys where to access this video. Go over to playlists, go down to behind the Sims here. And then we just released this new uh, video yesterday. Where is it now? Let's sort by date added. Okay, right here. Behind the Sims, episode 23, Saber Score 2.0 and adjusted ownership. Uh, it was a uh, video with Andy, Matt, and Jordan. They recorded it yesterday, released it yesterday. Talks about some of the updates to the the builder and to lineup grading that we are exploring that we are testing out so we are testing it in a beta version uh the beta version is available to users that are on the saberson pro plan so you know that th this kind of uh goes right into the next question so i'm just gonna i'm gonna put this one here and we're answer them both together so snowman said the only thing new about the pro is you can add 5,000 lineups, right? That's the only difference. So that is not the only difference. So, um, you know, just talking about these two things together. So with Saberson Pro, you get early access to new features that we are testing. So that would be the beta version of this Saberson 2.0. We are continuing to update it and make adjustments to it before releasing it to the app. Once we release it to the uh, regular production app, that'll be like the Saberscore 2.0 is like, final version uh in in quotes but but not not so much in the testing right now we we have it out and we're doing back testing on it but um aside from aside from early access to new features you get the 5000 lineups like you said uh not listed here but very important you get pro exclusive content we come about, we come out with about one pro exclusive video per week uh testing dfs theory and questioning heuristics and um, talking about new concepts or new ways to, to think about DFS and new features and advanced strategies. So you get a, a lot of value out of that. And then you get to upload any custom data. Like for instance, let's say for basketball, you really care about uh, DDP. You think DDP is like a good stat, a good indicator. What you can do is you can come into upload. And then you have this feature that says add a custom column. And then that column will get added in the home screen. And then now it will also be available uh, to use as part of another pro feature, which is custom metrics. You get the ability to add custom metrics, and then you could even use your custom data as part of your custom metric as a grading feature. And then lastly, another feature of being on the pro plan is save and aggregate projection sources. So what you can do is we have um, two options for this. So you can upload different uh, data sources, and then you can save them. You can save projections and ownership. And then you have the ability to come in here and average them, weight them. Sabersim will do like 
all of the name matching for you, all of the aggregation. And then uh, we will uh, basically move that new value to your, my projection and my own columns. And then you can build using those values. So we also have a uh, master upload feature, which is, you know, a lot of, a lot of users on, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm still on YouTube. So let me, I'm, I'm just talking about these, you know, nothing really to show here other than, um, you know, what I was just kind of walking through, but we do have an, a master upload feature. So a lot of time users that are on the pro plan are playing, you know, all the slate, all the slates, the, the main, the turbos, the nights, the showdowns, they're playing, you know, multi-site. Uh, we do have an, a master upload feature, which allows you the ability to upload, uh, up, update projections for on a player basis. And then we will redistribute it to all the showdown slates, all this, all the, uh, Knights turbos across sites and then apply all the different, you know, scoring multipliers to those stats. So you can do that, uh, in this master upload, which is another feature on the pro plan. So I think the pro plan is great. Uh, you know, the ability to build more lineups is awesome. And, uh, all of the additional add-ons, uh, definitely worth it to me, but you know, player by player basis, uh, depends on like your bankroll and where you're at. So those are the features that it comes with big fan of it. Moving on here, really good question there. Uh, it looks like D. Wivens was was jumping in on some of the differences between the pro plan and the standard plan. So thank you, D. Wivens. And then jumping over to the YouTube chat, Brian said, I'm trying to understand Vegas odds. If I see minus 120 for the over and minus 115 for the under on a player's points, what is this telling me? Uh, yeah, so it's telling you that the uh you know probability of the <laughs> i mean frankly the 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 um the hold there like the vig is is pretty pretty substantial right so so basically like a no vig bet right would be uh vig is just like the percentage that like the 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 bookmakers take right so usually you'll see like a uh, bet that's like um simplest simplest thing is if a bet is like um plus 100 for the over and then plus 100 for the under that would mean that there is no no margin in between right but you know sports books like have to make money aside from players betting like the wrong side of a line right so usually what you'll see is like a bet will be on one side minus 105 and then on the other side plus 105 so they are making like a margin in between there um, but, but all this is telling you is like what the sports books are saying is like the probability for this outcome, but also, um, the percentage that like they're taking. So it's like a pretty big margin, right? They're taking like 35 points in between there. Uh, you'll usually see this on props The the, I, I see plenty of props where it's like minus 135 on one side and then even on the other side. So there's like a lot of margin in between there. But that is because I think that, you know, props are like a little riskier for the books as opposed to sides and totals. So they they will take like bigger margins there. But um, aside from that, I think that, you know, if you're if you're interested in learning about like sports betting and like sports betting uh, math, I think that, you know, you could probably find a lot of good resources on the web for that. So I would just do like a Google search and then look into like what is VIG and like um, you know, how, how much, uh, bigger, like in parlays and you can kind of like go down the rabbit hole of like why parlays are like technically, um, 
not not a great bet in general and then kind of uh go down the rabbit hole it is a fairly lengthy one there but um gonna 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 cap it there brian uh let me know if you have any more questions but you can also pull up like a like a sports betting calculator and like see what the implied probabilities of you know my minus 120 are uh and then and then try to convert that to a percentage and then give yourself a better idea of like what what the odds of like you like uh your your like implied implied probability of winning that bet would be but you could you could kind of dig down the rabbit hole on that one all right that is all of the questions in both the discord and the youtube chat so far i'm gonna pull up the nba injury report for now and then uh if anybody has any questions that was a great time to get them in hopefully we have a couple more questions once we get through this segment here but it looks like there are four nba games today not a lot going on uh start times are spread out you know four different four games four different start times so should be like some opportunity for some late swapping if if news breaks uh you know uh on time i guess or, or depending on the time so joel Embiid missed yesterday's game was a huge value spot for Philly. I know Tobias Harris had a really good day. Tyrese Maxey got the start in Embiid's place. He did really well. Uh, I don't think James Harden did did great in his absence, but definitely another spot to watch. Uh, interesting name, Paul Reed had like a huge day off the bench. I think he scored like 30-something points, probably went for like 10x value. Wasn't highly owned because he was not named the starter in Embiid's place. They went with... Harden, Harris, Maxi, Melton, Tucker, but then Reed was like one of the first guys off the bench and had a huge game, right? So we'll be interesting to see if like if Embiid sits, if Reed gets a start, uh, how the field adjusts to Reed coming off the bench and playing really well. So should be uh, another good opportunity to like look into Philly, take advantage of Philly. So I would keep my eyes on that Embiid news here. Uh, Halliburton being questionable is definitely uh, a big deal. I know McConnell was playing like uh, a madman with with Halliburton out, and it looks like I, I think at some point McConnell was up to like over six thousand salary just when he was playing regularly with Halliburton out, and now he's down to thirty six hundred. So you know, uh, is Nemhard here? Okay, Nemhard is here too. So Nemhard and McConnell are like the two guys that kind of play more when Halliburton is. Uh, is out but i think that you know the the bigger production player was mcconnell and he was just like playing out of his mind so i I'll, i would keep my eye on this halliburton news and see how projections and ownership adjust there but um mcconnell should be probably pretty popular if that happens and then i saw malachi branham is questionable here Malachi has played quite a bit, but Trey Jones is back. So I, I, I'm going to imagine that, you know, he goes back to the bench and is probably not as involved, but uh, you know, keep your eyes on the injury reports there. And then, Oh, Keldon Johnson's out. So that's kind of important. Uh, I did not know that Keldon Johnson was out. So, you know, they get Trey Jones back. They lose Keldon Johnson uh, might be some uncertainty here. So I'd say like the Spurs, Indy, Philly, keep your eyes on, on, you know, these three games. I don't think Malachi Branham is, is as important there, especially also, I thought I saw Devin Vassell is back today. Uh, will be interesting to see if Vassell is on a minutes limit. I would keep your eyes um, on that. Looks like Porzingis is back here. Monte Morris is still out. And no other, no other big news there. So, so I would look into like, you know, 
how do the Spurs uh, work? You know, what happens with Indy and, and Halliburton and McConnell? And then what happens with Philly? So those are three spots that I'm going to be keeping my eye on, doing some research, trying to dig into those spots a little more and, and see if I can add any value. All right. Uh, I'm going to get Saberson pulled back up here. Looks like we have a question from Franklin. Franklin, I saw you in the uh, in the pro channel. Glad you're able to make your way over there, uh, get your question answered about the beta site. So Franklin said, what's up, Andrew? If I build my lineups using Saber, uh, Saber score 2.0 and then filter the lineups using GeoMean greater than, will that hurt my lineups or help them? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, frankly, I, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right. I would just, uh, you know, so, so what he's saying is like, Hey, you know, I'm going to come in, I'm going to run my build. I'm going to go to Saber score uh, 2.0, which this is what it looks like. I'm on, I'm using the beta site uh, right now. So this is this would be Saber Score 2.0, um, the 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 new lineup metric that we are testing. And then what you are saying is that you know you're gonna come in here do a filter, and then you're gonna say you know show lineups or uh, you know where where Geo Mean is is X, right? And you can do this two ways. You can either do show lineups with um, ownership, or or I'll say Geo Mean you know, less than X or greater than X, or you can do like hide lineups, right? Whatever, whatever way you want to go about it. Right. Um, I would just ask yourself, you know, why are you doing that? Where did you come up with this geo mean value and what are you trying to get out of it? Right. So for me, a lot of times what I'm doing is I'm, I'm using a geo mean rule as a, or I'm using a geo mean filter to filter my lineup pool for like a showdown. Right. So, so let's say I'm playing, this uh, island showdown, the Clippers versus Golden State, right? So I'm going to come into this game. I'm going to uh, run a build here. And then what what I'm doing, right? Like I, I, I am literally getting a, a pen and a paper. And then I am going to look at the contest that I'm playing for this showdown. And let's say that the contest that I'm playing, uh, the biggest contest I'm playing has 20,000 entrants, right? So then I'm going, okay, how many dupes uh, do I want to use as a guardrail? And maybe that number is, let's say like 10 dupes, right? So then I'm going to go on my pen and paper, and then I'm going to do 10 divided by 20,000. And then I'm going to do the number of players in this lineup, which is six. And then I'm going to do to the power of one over six. So so what this looks like, and if you guys are interested in learning more about Geo, I mean, I'll show you where to go like to learn about this. So then what I'm doing is I'm setting a guardrail geo mean value here. And I can just pull this up on my calculator on the screen so we can all look at this. So, so I have my calculator up. So I'm saying, you know, I want to use like a geo mean guardrail for this, uh, for this showdown contest. So then I'm going to do 10 divided by 20,000, which I'm um, using as an example for how many lineups there are in this contest. And then I'm doing to the power of one divided by six. And my geo mean is going to be 8.33. Let me do this on my calculator, make sure this is right. So then I'm going to do 10 divided by 20,000 to the power of one divided by six. Okay, I think I did this wrong. So Oh, oh, that's right. I did wrong. Okay. So I'm gonna do this one more time here for you guys. So, cause it can be confusing, right? So it's good to like walk through this 20,000. Okay. And then I do to the power. I got to do parentheses for this fraction. 
one divided by six. Okay, there we go. So, so this is the value that you should get. So it should be 0 0.2817. So if you take this into the app, you'll just write this as like 28.2. I'm just rounding the seven to the one. You just move this over two decimal places. It's technically, a uh, you're, you're almost putting it in as like a percentage here, right? So then I'm going to come in here and then I'm going to do a geo mean filter. So then I'm saying uh, higher lineups with geo mean greater than 28.2. So I do that. It's going to get rid of 374 lineups. I'm left with 126 lineups that are under that geo mean value. So in this example, I'm basically saying, hey, I don't, I don't want to play any lineup where the geo mean says that it will be duped more than 10 times. And I think that, you know, I think this is good for showdown, but the, 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 the big difference between classic slates and showdown slates for me is that there are much more positive EV lineups that you could play in a classic slate than a showdown. So when I'm building a pool of lineups for a showdown, I'm trying to wait, I'm trying to find a way to filter that pool down to help me get to the lineups that I want to take with me into my contest. When I'm building for a classic slate, I'm doing the opposite. I'm trying to uh, make every lineup in my pool viable so I can get as diverse as possible because I, I am fairly certain I am not going to run out of positive EV lineups to play. So, so just like the, comp there's like a thought shift from going from classic to showdown. And this is kind of it. I'm, I'm, I, I'm okay getting rid of 374 lineups because I'm only playing 20. Now I have 126 to pick from, and I'm just filtering that down slowly. So I think that like, this is fine to do, uh, but this is how I would do it. But I would, I would, you know, why, why are you trying to apply a geo mean, uh, where did you come up with the geomean value and, and, you know, is it ultimately helping you in some way, shape or form? Right. So I think for showdown makes a lot of sense. I don't know how you would exactly uh, do this for like a classic slate or, or what kind of effect it would have. Right. So like, let's go into this classic slate build that we ran. Let's say that, you know, I don't want to be duped in my 20,000 person contest. Right. So then let's go back to our calculator. So then what I'm going to do is like, hey, you know, I don't want any dupes in, in a classic slate, right? So then I'm going to do one. We'll say there's still 20,000 people in this contest. And then we're going to do to the power of one divided by eight because there are eight lineups in a classic slate, right? Or, or on, on DraftKings, there are eight lineup positions on a classic slate lineup, right? So we have this 28.99, so 29 here. So then... Okay, just to confirm, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yes. So there's five positions and then three, like uh, a guard, a forward, a utility. So then here, what I would have to do, right, is I would go to filter. I would go to high lineups with geo mean greater than 29. When I do that, it gets rid of no lineups. So like all of these lineups are already not being duped in a 20,000 person contest because like, because there's more lineup positions, because um, there are just like more available options to kind of go to here. Make it like we could we could also sort by our geo mean here. Another great reason to be on the pro plan. You can add these summary stats. Our highest geo mean is 25.8, and we were at like a 29 geo mean value. So like we're we're really far from 29 in this example here. So like that's why I don't really use geo mean for classic slates. I don't think you frankly need it. And you're, you're hardly ever going to be duped at like the top of a contest. So 
that that is why I think Geomin is like more useful for showdowns where there are less available options. But uh, just just one one example here. But if you guys are interested in learning more about this, I've done a support video on this in in our support doc. So if you go to our you go to the settings drop down, you go to help. It'll open up sabersim.com forward slash support. You go down to frequently asked questions. You go to view more. You can go to uh, this, this uh, our library, I call it. And then you just type in geometric mean up at the top. And then how do ownership product and ownership geometric mean work? This is a uh, four minute video that I did showing the difference between product ownership, geometric mean, how they interact, uh, walking through an example, how to do it in the lineup rules how to do it in the post build and uh, walking through the entire process. So I would watch this video if you're interested in learning more about it and learning more about how to apply it. Franklin said, thanks for the explanation. Yep. Happy to help. And then Cortez Martin, let me get back to Saversim here. And uh, I'm just going to get back to my normal screen. Cortez Martin said, I'm trying to do my best to be different with my NBA lineups. My friend, and the own the pro we generate the exact same the the same exact lineup so how can i avoid that with everyone else that's using sabersim uh so so frankly i would be like pretty surprised if you could generate the same exact lineup as somebody else if you have sim diversity on so if 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 you know if you run a cash build at zero zero settings and then i run a cash build at zero zero settings that that is like the only time that you will probably dupe with somebody because at zero sim diversity, what we are doing is we are using the projections in the home screen to build your lineups. So we're using the same projections. We're going to get to the same cash optimal. That's, that's totally normal. But once sim diversity goes on, uh, we have a database of thousands of sims, right? And then what we do is we go in and we randomly sample the database. And then, you know, we pull sims from here and there, and then we use the point, totals that the players score in those set of sims as that player's new projections when we are analyzing all of the players in the player pool to build your lineups. So, you know, um, there are like millions and billions of possible uh, combinations of that database that we could pull. Like we could pull, you know, sims one, two, three, four, five for you. And then we could pull sims one, two, four, five, six for me. And then like, like it is just like a huge exponential number that I can't even quantify. So that is why like um, you, you are not basically able to like dupe with other SaberSim users because the number of possible SIM combinations that you could pull is just like in, uh, exponential, I guess is a better way. Not infinite, but exponential. So, you know, I, I'm not worried about duping with other SaberSim users as much as I am worried about duping with other players in my contest. Um, Sim Diversity does a great job of making your lineups unique to you. You're not going to dupe with other SaberSim users at a higher rate than you're going to dupe with other users in your contest. So I, I would look at duplication on, you know, uh, uh, a scale of the contest and not a scale of the SaberSim users. I think that, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, uh, we are, you know, a small percentage of the DFS field overall. And the DFS field is, is much larger uh, in, in scale. So it's not something that I think that you need to worry a ton about. All right. 
Samuel Campana said, is there a min unique edge for NBA? Is it different from main and slash or showdown? Gracias, Andrew. Uh, yep. Happy to help here. So is there a min unique edge? Uh, you know, I'm not sure uh, what you mean by like edge. I think min uniques is great. I think it's a great tool overall for helping you to, you know, diversify your lineups. I mean, like, look at our lineups here. You know, we have five players that are all in about 75% of our lineups, highly concentrated. They're in a much lower percentage of your pool. If you were to just increase this number, uh, their exposure is going to go down significantly. My players, my player pool goes to 29 line, 29 players total, as opposed to when I'm at one mini unique at 27. So adding a couple players to the player pool, spreading out your exposures. I think that is like ultimately what is good about mini uniques here. And then um, I would always like be aware of how deep into your pool you're going to get these mini uniques. Uh, some people like to do a lot of adjustments in the pre-build and, you know, treat every lineup as a viable. I am somebody who likes to have like a balance between how far I'm going into my pool and how many mini uniques I'm using and try and find like a middle ground there. And then there are other players who like, just like to maximize for upside and say, you know what, I'm cool with like one mini unique and I just want to play the best plays and I just kind of want to jam them in. So when they do have a good day, I can uh, maximize my chances of winning the contest. Right. So mini uniques is really like a, uh, a risk management tool, a smooth out your variance type of tool uh, tries to, prevent so much of those boom and bust days where, you know, you have like these like 90, nine, minus 90% ROI nights uh, and, and, and smooth out your variance. If one lineup does bad, it's going to uh, help prevent all of your lineups from doing bad, but it's definitely just like a personal preference. Uh, another tool in the toolbox for saber some users to use. So that's, that's how I look at it. I don't think you get like a great, um, a lot of edge from it. Frankly, what you're doing is you are sacrificing small amounts of EV to smooth out your variance. That's like ultimately what Mini Uniques is doing because if you're just maximizing for EV, what you would do is you would play the top 20 lineups in your pool every single time, right? That is what Saber Simmer saying are like the highest edge lineups. But but you were saying, hey, you know, uh, there are more. There's more to DFS than just EV. Uh, you know, I I got to do bankroll management. I got to survive until I can have a win. And exercising mini uniques, you're sacrificing a small amount of EV for lineup diversification. And we feel that that is worth it. But then it comes down to, you know, when is like the point of diminishing returns? When are you sacrificing too much EV to get diverse? And like, that's the tricky question that there's no right answer to. So that is why I kind of try to find a middle ground. But, um, you know, different people have different approaches in regards to that. But just some like food for thought, some, uh, some, some, uh, thought experiments for you guys to chew on there. But really good question there, Sam. Uh, all right, everybody. I think that is all the questions for today. We will be right back tomorrow, Friday, for our last show of the week. So if you guys are building lineups throughout the day, question pops in your head, throw it in the Office Hours channel, let it sit there, and then we will address it on tomorrow's show. But until then, take care, and I will see you all. Bye.